Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Season 4, Episode 19 of Quarantine for Your Thoughts. As always, I'm Ryan Carter. And I'm John Irvin, and it's been a while, it feels like. It feels, I think, longer than it actually has been. Yeah, well, you had me bebopping all over Timbuktu, so that could be part of it. Bebopping? If you didn't know, that's John's new profession, uh, professional bebopping. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could get paid to bebop. <laughs> Just bebop better, and uh, you can make those big bucks. Making those big I'll, bucks bebopping better. <laughs> and I'll be the best bebopper they're ever bopped. Um, now that that's over... <laughs> Oh, um, uh, what a time. Despite the fact that it has been a while, John and I crammed, and this is something that John specializes in, we crammed as many things into a small amount of time as possible. You um, know, and we did it all with one hotel room with one bed. So, And it was a twin size, too. Like <laughs> It was. We had to squeeze in real tight. Lots of cramming involved. <laughs> Before we get to our cramming in a hotel bed... Um, did you do something fun before we went to Colorado? No, I don't think so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> a few days before we left, I went to go see Coldplay, um, and they had a concert at Lincoln Financial Field, which is, of course, the Eagles football stadium. Um, it was a blast. I was unaware that Coldplay was even still touring, let alone like putting out music. Apparently... Like, before the pandemic, they were like, we're not going to tour anymore until we can do it, like, green, like, mm. fully green. And I don't know if that's true or not, but they did have a lot of really cool, renewable, like, shit. I don't know. So, for example, they had these little wristbands that would light up during the show, um, oh, which cool. was really cool. Um, and they were, one, like, you weren't supposed to keep them, you're supposed to return them. Um, but two, they were made out of plants, I guess. So they're fully compostable. Whoa. Yeah, super weird. And then there were, like, parts of the dance floor that would, like, generate electricity as you bounced up and down on them. And there were stationary oh. bikes. So, like, all kinds of really cool things <laughs> like that. Wait a second. They had stationary bikes there so you could go to the concert and work out while you're at the mm -hmm. concert. Yeah, but it was, like, generating, generating electricity, electricity. To, Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't participate in any of those things. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> because I was there to see a concert, not work out. Did they um, just play Viva La Vida for like two hours? or? Yeah, they actually did. They okay. did. Um, okay. That's their only song. <laughs> no, so um, we arrived. It was a beautiful day out. Uh, we got to the, the parking lot and had like a quick little tailgate, had some beers little, and little sandwiches. Yeah, you know. Um, so that was a great time. And then we finally made it in. Um, we had floor seats. It was general admissions. So like standing room. Mm. So we got down there. Um, it was Danny and myself and his family and two family friends. Um, so Coldplay finally comes out and their first song was just, I don't remember what the song was, but it was a banger. Um, they had fireworks everywhere. Like all of so the green. Yeah, I know. All, <laughs> all of the wristbands um, were lighting up in like various colors, and it would be like a wave of colors and lights around the full stadium. I was just like That's awestruck. Wild. It was so the, crazy. So the wristbands, was it like they would light up at certain points, or was it just like your wristband was green the whole night? Or No, like yeah. So it, it, would, it would light up at certain points, um, and I don't know how they really got it to work, but like, so... 
for example, on the, sh- on the song Yellow, um, they would all be yellow and it would be like a wave of yellow. Um, That's super cool. But like, so obviously some people were seated in assigned seats, but on the floor we were all just kind of crowded in. Like you could go wherever you wanted. So I don't know how they program them hmm. to, you know, do what they wanted to do. If I had to guess... I know there's some technology out there that we've actually used at Eagle Bank Arena that has like a microtone that triggers uh, a light reaction on our phones. So like you could download an app and when a certain tone plays that the human ear can't hear, your like phone flashlight turns on or your phone screen turns on. So I wonder Mm -hmm. if they had like something built into the wristbands that maybe like a certain note that was played or when a certain song played, it triggered the reaction in the wristbands. Yeah, that I don't know, but whatever it was, it was super cool. At one point, at one point, everyone's were like, "Wow, how do I conjugate this verb?" Everybody's band was off except for a certain like group of people, and there were like three or four of those groups that would form like giant hearts. So that Whoa. was really cool. Yeah, um, and I mean, tons of fireworks, like really fun dancing. At one point, it started drizzling a little bit, mm. but. I think one of my favorite parts was um, they had this, like, I don't know, the stage peninsula, I guess. <laughs> so they would often come out and, like, do some uh, do a song out there, and we'd be, like, 10 feet from the performers. So that was really cool. Super cool. And then finally, to wrap up uh, the night, one of their last songs, they incorporated the Eagles fight song into it. And the entire stadium was like, yeah! Of course, because nobody goes great. crazier than Eagles fans. <laughs> I'm telling you. But yeah, I mean, it was an awesome concert. I was just like, my jaw was on the floor um, the whole time. I hope you heard that in your ear. I heard it in my ear. I don't know that the recording will pick it up because it was a different microphone. But uh, well, that's cool. I mean, as much as we like to tease, um, that is pretty awesome that they were like, we're not going to tour until we can do like mostly green. Like, good for them making a stand, using their platform to you know, make a difference in something that they think is important, which it should be to everybody. Um, but before I get on that soapbox, talking about green, um, Kala fucking Rado was oh, amazing. Shocked. Like, what a beautiful state. We're going to have to go through the days in order. Otherwise, we're definitely going to miss stuff. But the one thing I can say is any of you who were following, any of the seven of you that looked at our story while we were out there... Um, <laughs> The pictures do not do it justice. Like, we did the best we could to capture the views and what we were seeing as well as we could. But, like, the pictures genuinely do not capture the immensity of, A, how open and just beautiful everything is. But, B, the mere scope of how far everything was from where we were standing taking pictures. It was just like, you couldn't put that into a picture. It also doesn't capture how goddamn hot it was the first two days. <laughs> That's very true. So we both we'll had get there. early flights out last Saturday. Um, John had two flights. And we met at the airport in Denver. Got our little John's surprise was that he uh, decided to fit in with everybody else in Colorado. Um, <laughs> I rented a Jeep. <laughs> And it was a glorious Jeep, too. Hats off to whatever the lady was who rented it to us through... Let's give the app a little... What was the app that we used? It was called Turo or Turo. Yeah. I don't know how Hashtag to pronounce it. not sponsored by Turo. Um, yet. Listen, yet. if we could get a free um, Rental like car? Jeep or whatever every time we go somewhere, 
you know what? Let's hit up Turo while we're, yeah, while right. we're at it. Um, and weirdly enough, like we had never heard of the app before John used it for this trip. But then while we were there, the hotel TV, like every night would play a Turo app on whatever channel we were watching. And we were like, hmm. hmm. We're They're already listening. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so we got this sweet ass Jeep. It was Wrangler, right? Yeah. Great Jeep. Very clean. Hats off to the lady who was renting it. Um, and the, the airport was not close to the city. Um, Anything. Yeah. You land in like Reagan and you're in the city. You land in Dallas. You're like 20 minutes from anything. It was like 10 miles just to get off the airport property. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The main road to the airport like was so long. Um, at least Dulles, there's like, like towns and stuff. There was mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, literally just open, basically prairie land. What was cool, though, is we were driving towards the Rockies. So the entire drive, you're basically just watching the mountains get closer. Um, so that was pretty cool. We saw Blucifer, who, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, is a, a local, what is it, like sculpture yeah. phenomena or something like that? So just a quick rundown denver has a super creepy airport um for a number of reasons one of them being blucifer which is this giant i found out it's actually a mustang it's not even a bronco um and it's bright blue and has these red eyes that i think glow at night they do Mm, excellent so yeah super evil creepy thing it's also the runways are shaped like a swastika like it's a a little bit yeah, <laughs> not entirely. They might have realized it as they were building the last runway because the last little leg of the swastika is not there. But yeah, but it's too close for comfort. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and there's some creepy art inside. It's just a weird, weird airport. But it's huge. And the parts that aren't weird and creepy are really pretty, like kind of museum-esque almost. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing I found out about Blucifer was they commissioned it for like, I don't know, it was like $100,000. They ended up paying the artist like $350,000 to build it. The sculpture killed him while he was like making it. A piece of it fell off and killed him. Uh, huh. Keep in mind, this isn't like a big horse size sculpture. It's 30 feet tall. Yeah, um, it is huge. <laughs> gigantic. And so a piece fell off and killed him. And then now the sculpture has been appraised at $2 million. Like, How do you even appraise that? Like what... I- <laughs> I guess I don't, you do like a survey of like, how much would you pay for this? Like, <laughs> like Firefly sends out afterwards. They're like, right. did you pay too much for your ticket? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so once we finally, after 30 years, got off of airport property, <laughs> we were like, what do we do? Like, we're both tired, but we need to do something because it was like and noon. Yeah, keep in mind, it was early. Like, my flight landed after John's and I got in at like 1030 in the morning. Yeah. So like, yeah. We had the whole day still, and it was it was hot. Like it was hotter than balls. Probably about ninety seven degrees. It felt like it was one hundred five. But the glorious yeah. thing about not being on the East Coast or in Texas is that it wasn't humid. Yeah. So like it was hot, but it was dry. Um, and we were like, let's do something touristy since we're not going to stay in Denver. Let's like stop in Denver and do something. So we went to the aquarium. Um, which was actually really cool. It was way bigger inside than it looked like from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, yeah, I mean, it was an aquarium. It had fish, um, yeah. but it also had like 
there were like birds in there at one point. Um, it was like a oh, there was a tiger in there too. Oh yeah, there was a tiger. There's a fucking tiger in this aquarium. <laughs> Middle of it because they had these like walkthrough exhibits where they were like different biomes, so it wasn't just like you were in the ocean the whole time. There was like a rainforest one. There was like a jungle one, and I guess like for part of that, there was like this tiger exhibit in the middle of the aquarium super weird really Um, really fucking weird there was also one point where there was like a splash zone and not like there was a dolphin show it was just like a waterfall in the middle showing what flash flooding was like in the desert or something it was weird um yeah the food was good we ate lunch there um because we hadn't really eaten and it was like noon or one o'clock by the time we got there so we were starving um and they i don't know what i was expecting but i don't think i was expecting an aquarium to serve alcohol um the parents gotta get through it somehow yeah right they did and that was uh, exactly what john and i needed <laughs> after flights um but yeah we yeah, walked we, through oh go ahead since, since we both cheaped out and neither of us got first class uh, we didn't get the chance <laughs> right it was also like six in the morning when either of us took off so mm-hmm. yeah we weren't i mean I wouldn't put it past us if someone had offered us a drink on the flight, but, um, <laughs> wasn't what I was thinking. Wasn't about. what I was planning on. Yeah. That wasn't my breakfast. Um, so yeah, walked through the aquarium. It was pretty cool. Saw a bunch of cool fish that you've probably seen at other aquariums. I will say the cool part about the shark tank was like, they had holes in the floor so you could mm-hmm. watch them swim under you, which I hadn't really ever seen that before. Um, and there were also s- a couple of places that had like a tunnel that you yeah. could walk through or like go underneath. So that was really cool. Yeah. And then the, there were a couple of exhibits that weren't tunnels, but they had like the wall was concave. So you could kind of like lean into the tank a little bit. So they did a pretty good job with it for considering they're a landlocked state and city. <laughs> um, it was pretty interesting. Um, and then we were like, trying to make plans we decided to drive to golden which is the town we were staying just outside of um and just like look around the town a little bit i had the uh fortune of flying to colorado next to a resident goldenite um Mm -hmm. and so he kind of gave me uh before the flight took off some like inside scoops on like where to go what to check out all that sort of stuff um so we like drove through the town it was smaller i think than we both were expecting um yeah i mean it was basically like like one main street and yeah well yeah i mean the part that we were interested in seeing right there was other downtown portion was like one long stretch with like maybe a couple of side streets and then the rest of it was pretty much just residential um and so we were like okay well we'll come back we went and stopped at the abc's well not the abc store their version of an alcohol store um and then we went and checked into our hotel, which was nice. Um, and despite the jokes, we did not have a twin bed. We had two luxurious queens, um, uh, much like ourselves. Like ourselves. <laughs> God, um, hate us. And despite our best efforts, we did not leave the hotel again that day. We barely made it to sundown before we fell asleep. It was like, like I, 8.45. I didn't even make it to sundown because on the way to the hotel from Golden, I was falling asleep while John was driving. 
Um, yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, the early flights and the heat was just it took it out of us. That was a lot, and then the time zone changes and the altitude difference. It was like we didn't realize the toll it was going to take. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up sitting in the hotel and just watching like Pawn Stars for like <laughs> five. It was the hours. only thing on. It was that and Turo commercials, yeah. and that's all we had to watch. <laughs> so we watched that, and uh, we ordered a pizza. And, uh, the people out there were really nice, I will say. Um, if I had ordered a pizza in Virginia, and then on their way to my house, the driver realized it was out of his delivery zone, he probably wouldn't have even called me. He would have just gone back and just like thrown the pizza in the trash at the store. Um, <laughs> but this guy like called me to confirm the location, confirm the name of the hotel, he then told me he was out of his zone, but he's like, it's no big deal. Like it used to be in our zone, but it's not anymore. It's just a few blocks out. And he like came over, delivered it like very polite, very nice. And I was like, huh? Interesting. Yeah. We're not on the East coast anymore, Toto. And uh, uh, John insisted he would not eat a full pizza by himself. And he, and I did not lied to my face. I uh, pretty much, I did not lie to your he, face. However, he did not lie directly <laughs> to my face. He just almost ate a full pizza. I mean, listen, it was a travel day. I burnt a lot of calories sitting on that plane, stressing about crashing. Of course, I always forget that you're afraid to fly. Um, yeah, not my favorite. So day two hits, and John and I realized very early in the morning that our hotel room was directly across the hall from the ice machine. Um, and thank Yay. you to whoever religiously got ice at 7.30 in the morning. Um, I think it was like 4.30 in the morning. I th- that's probably true. There was a couple of... It was, it was probably every hour between 4 and 7.30. <laughs> and the greatest part was that the ice buckets in this hotel were metal. So mm-hmm. it just like, there was no chance you weren't going to hear it. Um mm-hmm. We got up pretty early. Hotel had a really nice breakfast in terms of hotel breakfasts, I guess. Really nice breakfast, really? you bitch. <laughs> what was they, had, they had three options. It was fine. It was no better or worse than I expected. Listen, as far as Best Westerns were concerned, I was impressed. I know. You wouldn't let me stay in a Holiday Inn. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm IHG loyal. Hashtag not sponsored. Apparently not loyal enough because we stayed at a Best Western. Um, I mean, they had the exact same breakfast every morning, so it was reliable. You could have your choice of cinnamon or regular waffle. They had bacon and ham. They had, surprisingly enough, not the like powdered scrambled eggs. It was uh, like over hard fried eggs, but they had hollandaise sauce, like fresh hollandaise. Well, I tried the hollandaise sauce. I'm not sure how fresh it was, but... You tasted it twice, and it wasn't your favorite, so... Nope. Um, But then they had your usual, like, cold breakfast bar of, like, assorted fruits, hard-boiled eggs. They didn't have cereal, which I thought was interesting. Um, And then they had, like, a Starbucks coffee machine in the lobby. So, like, they had the warm pumps that, like, you see everywhere where you could just pull the handle and it gives you coffee and then they had another machine that had the exact same type of coffee in it but it would like fresh grind the beans and like yeah press it it all there it was super weird because i figured it would be like oh you can make a cappuccino or an espresso over here and it was just the same coffee that was already in those jugs Mm -hmm. so i don't know it was cool i'd never seen one before um but it was a weird choice um yeah but whatever 
then we tackled our first mountain of Colorado. Um, we had done a little bit of research and we were told by my friend on the plane that North Table Mountain was a great place to go. It was like 10 minutes from our hotel. It would have been 10 minutes from our hotel had we navigated to the right place the first time. Um, you know, we did drive up um, a mountain, like through a neighborhood. Yeah. And yep. Uh, oops. <laughs> did it take us to North Table Mountain? Yes. Did it take us to a parking lot where we could get out and get on a trail? No. Um, Not quite. So we, we, I think we drove all the way around the mountain uh, yeah. to get to the trail. It was literally the exact opposite side from where we were. <laughs> um, but thank God for that Jeep um, because we got where we needed to be. And let me tell you, that was not easy. The roads in Colorado are terrible. And we're not talking about mountain roads. We're talking about the highways. They have potholes bigger than Philadelphia. I, <laughs> I was shocked. Um, the but mountain to be roads fair, were actually better than the yeah, highway roads. <laughs> right. Um, to be fair, the weather is not great in the winter over there, so that's probably part of it. But and a lot of ugh. big trucks drive through there, mm-hmm. so like between the two, not great. But yeah, we yeah. were shocked at how bad the roads yeah. were. God awful. And guess what's even worse? The drivers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oof. I-, I thought East Coast drivers were bad. Colorado was another world. Yeah, and that's coming from two people who used to live in, or one used to live in Northern Virginia, one still does. Mm-hmm. People there suck at driving, but Colorado was somehow much worse. Uh-huh. It was... But they're very polite. Yeah, yeah, they don't flick you <laughs> off, they just almost run you off the road. Um, <laughs> because they don't see you, that's why. They're not yeah, they're looking. Yeah, they're not looking. <laughs> so, we eventually found our way to the North Table Trailhead, and John and I are the type of people who we walk quickly everywhere. It's just who we are. Um, even if we don't have anywhere that we're trying to get to, we just are people who walk with a sense of purpose. Um, and so we had to tell ourselves repeatedly that we had to take it slow going up this mountain. I don't think that would have mattered if we had told ourselves that either way, because it was hard as fuck to hike oh, up that mountain. Oh my god. So like the initial incline was incredibly steep. At um, least 45 degrees. And we started, where did we start? We started at like 5,000 feet Probably. above sea level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Which, already a lot for East Coast people. Keep in mind, yeah, John and I, I live at 300 feet above sea level. Yeah. And I think John's I live, a little bit higher. I think I'm lower, actually, because oh, we're right by the rivers. Yeah. Oh, true. So, so we were already <laughs> way out of our element. And, like, John and I hike. Like, we're used to hiking, um, but it's Virginia mountains. They're, like, the mm-hmm. tallest point is, like, 2,000, maybe 3,000 feet. Um so we started out several thousand feet above anything we've ever hiked before. Um, and it was and hot. It was only 9.30 in the morning, and it was already 85, 90 degrees. Um, and there were parts of this initial incline that were, it felt like it was straight up. Like, I, yeah. we would go like 100 feet down the trail <laughs> and be like, okay, we need a break. And neither one of us wanted to necessarily admit that we were already breathing heavy and so we would both be talking and we'd be talking like this (laughs) (laughs) because it was such a steep incline and the altitude really does get you a little bit Um, yeah i think we stopped like four or five times on the way up this i think i ate like six granola bars in like the 30 minutes it took us to walk from the bottom of the mountain to the top, which was really not that far, like maybe half mile. Yeah, but it was just the steep steepness mm-hmm. of it. I don't know. It was rough. But um, as we're going up this hill, 
there was a man, an older gentleman, who was going up and down. Um, and I guess somebody who he recognized was like, hey, Bill or whatever, how's like how many are you doing today? And he's like, eh, I think a dozen. Um, he was going up and down the steep part a dozen times. He passed us maybe four or five times while mm-hmm. we were on our way up. That man, and it wasn't like he was like on the young side of old. He was probably in his 60s, like easily. Mm-hmm. And yeah. man was just jogging up and down. And it wasn't like paved it was like loose gravel like on our way yeah. down we definitely almost died um a couple of times <laughs> but for the most part it seemed like a lot of people were taking their time like we were playing it smart not you know we drank a lot of water and stuff and then you get to the top and it's smooth sailing from there it's, it's I mean, flat. It's, called, it's called north table mountain for a reason it's yeah. literally flat um yeah I um smite mean, slight hills and stuff like that but really pretty flat so that's one of the places where it really uh, doesn't, pictures really don't do it justice because it looks like you're just in a prairie, yeah. um, but you've hiked up all that way. Um, but I mean, there were gorgeous views of the cities. Oh yeah. And uh, our tallest point at that day was like 6,638 feet, I think. So mm-hmm. we hiked over a thousand feet up. Um, and so like, that was the, again, to John's point, like, even taking pictures down into the cities, it doesn't really give you the scope of how far yeah. above those cities you were. But we could see all the way past Denver from the top of that mountain, which Denver, I think at that point was 30 ish miles from where we were. Um, yeah. So just gorgeous views in every direction. Um, we spent like two and a half hours just walking around the top of the, the mountain um looking for rattlesnakes look yeah constantly thankfully we did not find any um we did find one majestic deer that just like kept his distance but like was just gracefully slowly trotting through the fields it was like huh nature (laughs) look nature (laughs) i think Um, that was my favorite part about any of the hikes we did was that at any point you could just stop talking stop walking and it was just like silence there was no oh, yeah. plane noise. There was no city noise. Even though there were other people on the trail, it was so big of an area that, you know, it was a Sunday morning. In Virginia, if you go hiking on a Sunday morning, it's you and your closest thousand friends all in the same spot. <laughs> Especially up if it's there, like one of the first nice days of the year or yep. something. Mm-hmm. And up there, it was like, I think we saw maybe 50 people the entire time we were hiking for like three hours. And... Nobody, I mean, a couple of people passed us on the trail, but for the most part, there was enough trails that everybody was just going their own way. And it was just gorgeous. You were just like, you could just be quiet. And it was just nature was all you heard. And it was like, oh, so relaxing. Yeah. Um, so once we finally wrapped up there, it was only like <laughs> noon. Um, like yeah. we were coming down. It was like 1130 and people were like, good morning. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ugh. So we make it down and... What do we do? We like got ready and we went, went to Golden. Well, we were going to go to the pool. Night. And Ugh. we went out there. And of course, the one time we want to actually go to the pool, it starts raining. And mm-hmm. uh, so we were out there for like maybe 20 minutes before like a huge clap of thunder and then rain starts pouring. So we're like, okay, screw that. Glad I bought a bathing suit for nothing. Um <laughs> Uh, so we went, yeah, we, we just kind of like took showers, hung out for a little bit, rejuvenated. Um, and one of our good friends from college had, uh, 
moved out to the Colorado area um, recently. Uh, and he saw our story and was like, oh my God, you guys are in Colorado. Like, let's meet up. Let's get drinks. And so we, uh, we took a little venture into Golden. Um, had a couple bevos. Um, accidentally stumbled into the wrong place. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. So, um, we were like, oh, we're going to meet you at, you know, so-and-so saloon or whatever. I think it was Um, the Golden Saloon or something like that. Oh, Minor Saloon. Minor Saloon. Yeah. Um, so we were like, okay, cool. It's got to be down this alley. Um, for like some reason, Miner's Alley or something like that. Yeah, we did. We we're like, yeah, it's probably down here. Didn't really look that hard. Um, so we just walked into an open door that was clearly <laughs> a bar. We we're like, bet we're here. Um, and it we get, wasn't not the place. Yeah, we got in there and we we're like, hmm, this was not what we were expecting when we heard the word saloon. Um, yeah, it was like dark. Like a, yeah. Well, I was going to say, you picture for like a saloon, it's like a big open kind of dusty wood, like old time bar. And we walked in and like John said, it was dark. Like our eyes had to take a second to adjust. Yeah. Like, I don't think there was a single light in there. Maybe one candle. Um, It was very, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the decor. Eclectic. Uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um it was cool though. I liked it a lot. Um, it, it was small too. Was what kind of mm-hmm. got me. There was only like ten tables. Um, yeah, the bartenders were great though. They like came over. We saw the menu too, and that was when I really started to question where we were, <laughs> because all the menu items were like really specific cocktails that were like mm-hmm. really intricate and like I got a smoked their version of an old fashioned, which was delicious. Um, but not something I would have expected to see on the menu at a saloon. Yeah, and, like, and what did mine you was like some sort of like spicy cucumber, like <laughs> margarita or something. I don't know. Also very good, but I didn't I like, like that one. I took a eh. sip of that and I was like, oh, <laughs> um, I was a fan. But we started like, oh, I had to go to the bathroom, and so the bartender like pointed me through this door, and she was like, go down, go around the hallway. And when you walk through this hallway to get to the bathroom, there's another room back there. It's called like, it was called the brick room or something like that. And, uh, so I go to the bathroom, I lose myself on the way back because there's like, you walk out of one door and you see like a, like a hallway and then other doors you're coming back. And there's like 15 doors you can walk back through. Um, yeah. So you told me that when you came back to the table and I was, was like making fun of me, I was like, are you serious? You can't find your way back from the bathroom. And I went out and I was like, see, the bathroom's right there. And then I come back and I was like, where'd all these doors come from? <laughs> it was alarming. I, it was like being in yeah. Alice in Wonderland. I was like, oh, I haven't had I that like, much how? to drink. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. So I get back in and I asked the bartender, I was like, oh, I saw that there was another room over there. Like, do you guys, and it faced the opposite side so there was like two streets on either side of the building and so it faced the other street and i was like oh do you guys have like that part of the bar too and she was like oh no that's part of the minor saloon we're like "Hmm. where are we then um (laughs) and she was like oh you're at the golden speakeasy which i had wanted to go to anyways but we were meeting our friend in like 10 minutes at a different bar um and we were like oh um our friend is supposed to be meeting somewhere else. She's like, oh, do you want the checks? We we're like, yep. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then, so we did make our way over to the right place. We were one door off. We were not that far off. Yeah. Um, and we hung out there for a bit, had a couple of beers, got to catch up with our friend. And then I don't remember what the pizza place was called that we went to. I think it started with a W, but I don't know. 
I oh, Woody's. Like, Woody's. Oh, all right. Well, sure. Um, I was like, oh, Colorado pizza. There's no way it can be that good. But it was very good, actually. I think we were also just really hungry. Um, we were. We were. I don't know that we ate. Oh, we had Wendy's for lunch. We just like oh, yeah. crammed down some Sandos. We were um, on the way back from the hike, and we were like, <laughs> we need food, something. And Wendy's was close. So... <laughs> um, but yeah, the pizza was good. I think we got like a meat lovers or something like that, and um, probably had a few more drinks. Uh, I will say that was the only night that we spent in town, um, and we had a good time. It was great. Like all the places we went to, the service was really good. The drinks and the food were good. Um, some random person, though, as we're waiting for our Uber to leave town, we're standing on the street corner, and this like forerunner drives by and somebody screams from the driver's seat hey jonathan and i was like and like ryan and i are the only two people in that corner so we're like what, right what's and happening? i'm the only person who calls him jonathan like yeah, nobody else calls him jonathan because it's not his name um, um and we were like who the fuck was that yeah i we still don't know um but speaking of uber <laughs> we <laughs> oh my god our Uber pulls up and it's a Tesla, um, which for those of you who have never gotten in a Tesla, the doors are kind of wonky. So um, you the the handles are like kind of flush with the, the door. So you have Not to push kind of. in and open they it. They are well, flush with the door. Fine. So you have to push in for it to come out, essentially. Um, I knew that. Ryan figured it out. Um, I only knew that because I had ridden in a Tesla exactly one other time and couldn't well, figure it out. So... That, well, that's exactly the same reason I know. Um, so <laughs> we get in this Tesla, and for some reason, this man who was driving it thought it was a fucking spaceship. Um, <laughs> because every time we took off from a stoplight or wherever, it was just zero to a hundred in like five seconds. I was like, come on, sir. I thought we were going to die a million times. We both did. And also keep in mind, we had been drinking since we were back at the hotel from like Three or four o'clock, and it was probably eleven o'clock at that point. So every time uh, he hit go, John and I were like, <clears throat> "I oh my god, it was a horrible drive." Um, uh, it was, I, and it was scary too. It wasn't just the fact that he was going fast; it was like looking out at the road. You were like, "Oh, there's a car!" Oh, oh, oh. like I'm pretty yeah, sure I he drove on the wrong side of the road a couple of times to pass. I people. couldn't look ahead of us the entire time i was like i'm good i'm just gonna look outside the window like we made it and then my partner in crime spends the entire ride figuring out how to get out of the car the one thing he doesn't tell me is how to get out of the damn car so he gets out and i'm just stuck i'm looking for a handle nothing i'm like patting the door nothing and the guy's like just press the button i was like what fucking button and all i see is like window down and he's like, just press the button. So I pressed it. The fucking door opens. And I was like, what? What is this? Yeah, because so like the way it's set up is the window has to go down in order for the door to open or close. So you don't like shatter it. Um, but yeah, that's I guess that's why they designed it like that. I don't know. Fuck Elon Musk. We get out of the car. John's like, I spent the whole ride trying to figure out how to get out. I was like, thanks for sharing. I the literally guy had to did. Practically lean into the back seat to open my door for me. I was staring at the door. I had to focus. I had to focus to not die. Ugh. Ugh. Whatever. That was Then we fucking special. fell asleep. Oh, immediately. Like, our heads hit the pillows, and we were 
done. Um, before we just keep talking your ears off, let's uh, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. And once again, we'd like to thank our friends over at Anchor. Wow, that was a struggle. We were so and, close to doing our hashtag once again. <laughs> um, and thanks to all of our patrons. You guys are awesome. And thanks to hopefully our future sponsor, Turo. <laughs> Turo. Are you trying? Did you look what it is up? It? Turo, it... drive someone else's car or something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out by the time we do our next episode. Um. Yeah, thank you, all you wonderful people. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I always let, you know, John always thanks you guys, and I'm always just like, our next thing to talk about. So I, you know, I just want to thank you guys too. You're, you're great. Um, <laughs> and now I don't have a segue, so we're just going to brutally find our way into the next topic. Um, so third day we're there. We're like, let's do some more hiking, because we haven't done enough of that. Um and this time we drove just straight into the Rockies. <laughs> like, not even a little bit of like a doop doop, let's just go to the next close mountain. Nope, just... hour and a half, just straight into the Rockies. <laughs> um, and I think the most, well, first of all, the drive was gorgeous because you're just like, you're going, and then all of a sudden it's just like you're in the mountains. You're just like mm-hmm. in between these huge mountains. Every time you take a turn, there's just another gorgeous view. Um, but what was really alarming was the gigantic nets on the sides of the mountains. <laughs> We're like driving through and John's like, hey, can you just keep an eye out on that side of the road for any falling rocks? Yeah, I mean, there would be signs that were like, careful, falling rocks. Like, don't crash into them. And I was like, thank you, I guess. <laughs> um, another um, great sign was, uh, what oh. did it say? Wildfire smoke visible. Don't call 911. <laughs> it's like, Awesome. Yep. We were both like, never in our lives have we been told, like, don't call 911. They're like, we get it. There's yeah, fire. We know. <laughs> um, thankfully, we never saw the fire. We definitely saw the smoke, though. Um, mm-hmm. It was so, hazy. Also, at one point, you're like, we're not going to Idaho Springs, right? And I was like, no, that's the other side of the state. And then five minutes later, it was like, now entering the city limits of <laughs> Idaho Springs. And I was like, <gasps> Because we're literally, as we're driving out, we're seeing all these signs. They're like, wildfire, smoke, visible, don't call 911. So I'm looking up the fire map. And I was like, okay, it looks like it's pretty concentrated in Idaho Springs. No, don't worry. It's the opposite side of the state. Hmm. <laughs> you got to love that we just blindly will answer questions like we know what we're talking about, even though we definitely don't. That's part of our charm. At least we tell you guys that when we do it to each other, we just answer the question and then let the other person figure out if we're telling the truth or not. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so we didn't die in fire. That was nice. Um, that's true. But Or by falling we rocks. We did. That's true. Um, and we made it out to our destination, which was going to be, was it Rainbow Lake? It was Rainbow Lake. So we made it to the trailhead there um, in this and gorgeous that time, town. We, we did it in one try, too. We made yeah. it to the, the trailhead in one try. We learned our lesson. Um, but so it was this gorgeous town at the base of like these beautiful mountains um, called Frisco. Yep, Frisco. Okay. 
Um, it's a little town on a lake with these beautiful mountains behind it. We make it's it to this trailhead. Actually, a reservoir. Oh, well. A huge, me, huge reservoir, yeah. but uh, it was a reservoir. Um, and we start our cute little hike. Mm-hmm. Which was, even though it was a much higher altitude, we were we started out at like 10,250 feet or something like that. Um, the actual hike itself was a lot more gentle. Like there wasn't really mm-hmm. any steep slopes or anything like that. Um, so even though we were higher, we were more alcl- we were more acclimated to the altitude, not alclimated. Um, we and, got uh, that afterwards. <laughs> uh, on our way out there, we were like, you know what? There's a lot of wildlife in these mountains. We should probably just know how to handle that. Um, so we were looking up like, what happens if you see a black bear? And they were like, be calm, talk softly and back away. But if the black bear attacks, don't run, fight back. And we were like, what? That took a turn. <laughs> like, okay. Um, also, moose were out there, supposedly. Um, thank God and we didn't see any. With those, they were like, if they attack, definitely run. And try to yeah. put trees in your way zigzag. because they can't. Yeah, they're like, zigzag and try to put something in between you. Because if they catch you, good luck. Um, Sorry. But with the black bears, they were like, hikers have reported um, success in fighting off black bears with large rocks and sticks. And so John and I were like, well, I guess we better find ourselves some good-ass walking sticks for this hike. Um, But yeah, so the first bit of the, like, hike, again, it wasn't super strenuous, but we spent a lot of time looking for bears and beets and Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Thank God we didn't find any. All we found were some like woodpeckers. Um, That's true. But yeah, I mean, it was just a gorgeous hike all the way up to the lake. Which was also just picturesque. It was like Mm -hmm. so peaceful and tranquil. And part of the reason we went there was because we'd looked up like hidden lakes in Colorado to go hiking. Um, And it was the closest one to our hotel. Everything was like two hours away except for this one. Um, But it was really gorgeous. There was like snow-capped mountains in the distance that you could see we spent the whole day basically hiking toward this one mountain that never got any closer um yeah but it was really pretty and then you could look down as you went around the lake you got up a little higher you could see down into the town and onto the reservoir which was just picturesque um there was actually a kind of a few uh, more people on that trail than i thought there would be for like a monday morning um but again, it wasn't like overly crowded. And once we got away from the lake a little bit, it was pretty open and sparse. Um, thankfully, didn't encounter any bears or moose or bighorn sheep, which apparently we were seeing road crossing signs for. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, oh, good. Yeah. I mean, so it was just absolutely gorgeous out there. We spent a couple hours just bebopping, I guess. Bebopping. <laughs> if you will. Oh, you know um, I will. I mean, it was just incredible to get the the fresh air, you know? I was awestruck multiple times. I think used every adjective possible to describe to each other our opinion of our surroundings. (laughs) Um, And eventually we both were just like, okay, we get it. We both are really, um, really in awe of what we're seeing. We probably can stop saying it to each other now. Um, It's good. Like, thumbs up, Colorado. Yeah. Um, but really like we just can't describe the majesty of being out there and just like, 
it was so peaceful and tranquil and like i was impressed there's just so much open land out there it's just like gorgeous rolling hills and mountains and all that and like every town we passed was probably no more than like a quarter mile half mile square uh in size like once we started getting into the mountains and it was like all these cute little towns just nestled in the hills and then like in between there'd be like tens of miles of just open mountain it was it was just beautiful yeah one of my favorite things about the drive since i forgot to say this earlier um was as we were leaving golden originally it was maybe 75 degrees so it was nice we had the windows down once we got into the mountains it dropped down as low as like 62 and mm-hmm. then it got back up by the time we got to our town but like that was how you could really tell the altitude was changing and um, we were driving past mountains that literally still had snow on them at road level like yeah yeah it was wild. great um, um and what was really cool was driving through like the different we saw like four different types of like almost biomes in in the time that we it took us to get from Denver out to Frisco with anywhere from flat prairie land to arid mountains and then like heavily wooded forest and then all the way up to snow-capped rocky mountains like it was just Crazy. amazing that in an hour we saw like four different types of habitats mhm i don't know beautiful if anyone gets a chance to go highly yeah. recommend Frisco is a really cute town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we walked through there. It was gorgeous. We had a little lunch at a local place. Um, moose. Very average food. I think Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. Yep. It, I the would fir- say, uh, not to be rude, but for me, it was definitely below average food. I liked my chicken sandwich, but it was the also burger. like 10 bucks, so whatever. Yeah, they were like, they asked me what I wanted. I ordered a burger, and then they just took the order and walked away, and I was like, hmm. Did not ask me how I wanted that cooked, so I have a feeling I know how it's going to be cooked. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fine food, but the town itself was very cute. Very cute. Again, yeah. it was like literally one road. like. But you had mountains road. all around. Like, mm-hmm. everything from snow-capped in the distance to, like, the really close, drier ones, I guess. I don't know. Absolutely and gorgeous. And the town backed right up to the reservoir, too. So you're mm-hmm. just the whole time, you're just there. Um, so we walked, we walked through the town, it took us probably 15 minutes to walk from one end to the other and back. Um, and then we were like, there's this cute, like overlook. Let's go drive up to that and see, we drove up probably another 2000 feet in elevation to Sapphire point that just looks out over the entire lake. And it's just like, once again, we were like, nothing can beat what we've already seen. And then every time we thought that we got to a new point that was even more prettier. Is that more prettier, even more pretty? Um, than the, the previous place. Um, and then on yeah. our way back, we were like, let's hit a little bit of history. A little beep boop. Stop by uh, Buffalo Bill's grave. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> y- you can miss it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, the view's really cool. You're on Lookout yeah. Point Mountain, which is gorgeous. Uh, not in the same type of pretty. It's It's more interesting and cool because you're looking pretty much just into the cities around you but Mm -hmm. it's it's a long view um but his grave was more of like a memorial like i don't know it was weird so you read the story um about like i guess he originally wanted to be buried at his homestead or something and then yeah like right before he he died he changed his mind he was from wyoming originally Mm -hmm. And he moved to Golden 
And then when he was there, he had originally said he wanted to be buried back in his hometown. And then like right before he died, he told his wife that he wanted to be buried on Lookout Point so he could see all of Colorado because he'd grown to love it so much. And so they buried him there. And then I guess there was like a feud that arose between like the local Coloridians and then the people from Wyoming. I don't know what Wyoming's are called. Um, so the people in Colorado, when his wife died, buried her next to him and then they filled the grave with concrete. So there's like several feet of concrete surrounding their graves to make sure that they never get moved. What a um, wild. And there's like a, a fence too, like a, a spiked fence. So you can't climb over to like get to the grave. It's wild and then what i thought was kind of cool is there's a bunch of buffalo nickels had been tossed in there like people had tossed like the buffalo is it penny or nickel it's a nickel nickel. yeah yeah they they tossed a bunch of those onto his grave and the grave itself was weird it was like a rock (laughs) tomb on the top i don't know we put a picture on our post yeah very bizarre there was also a museum um it was not free so we didn't go and it was Um, very small (laughs) just judging from the size of the building it looked like it was mostly just like like stuff that he had worn or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, um, and there was a buffalo in there, like a taxidermied buffalo. Yeah, I mean, it was something to do. It was on the way home, so yeah, you can I, miss it if <laughs> you have a packed schedule. Yeah, yeah. And then we hit up uh, not a so local restaurant, Yard House, that night. Um, it was not good. local, food but delicious. Good. Yeah, food was great. Beer was good. Um, and then we went to bed early because we were tired as fuck. Yep. Um, I mean, story of the entire trip, right? Bef- I, I don't know how long we've... How how long have we been on here? About 49 minutes. Whew. All right. Well, we'll hit you with a part two um, with the rest of our trip um, because <laughs> this is a long episode already and we've probably got like another 20 plus minutes of content at least. My flight alone on the way back is uh, quite a story. Oh, yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> so uh, make sure you tune in next week for the season finale of uh, season four. And as always, you'll hear your entertainment ninjas next week for season four, episode 20 of Quarantine for Your Thoughts. Yeah.